Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we follow up with Kanye's latest non-apology tour, showing all of his defenders that they made a fool of themselves, and finally put to bed the idea of who is a Jew, biologically speaking. Let's get started. Last week, we looked into the horribly anti-Semitic tweets that were put out by Kanye West, calling on the harm to the Jewish community for his personal grievances against Jews that he claims are business people in his life. We also saw how many of these views are rooted in somewhat of a new idea, the Black Israelite movement. This idea of the visible minority populations, especially Black people, being the, quote, real Jews, and somehow the people who claim to be Jewish today are not actually Jewish, but somehow stole the Jewish identity from the black community. Last week, we also looked into a few people who stood up for Kanye West and his comments in a range of ways. Some people claim that he could not have meant what he said because apparently it made no sense to others. For more information on any of this, please listen to our last podcast. In response to the banning of Kanye West off of his social media accounts and his anti-Semitic remarks, I've seen many news organizations jump on the chance to have the hottest interview in town, Kanye West, in a seemingly unstable state, in order to hope that he says something crazy to go viral. I would like to first say that this is a disgusting practice for a number of reasons. Firstly, I am not a doctor or a medical professional of any kind. But if Kanye is having some type of mental health episode, the media should not be providing him a platform to harm himself in hopes of getting ratings. These media organizations are allowing him and his family to be harmed and embarrassed for a quick viral clip. Secondly, the Jewish community continues to watch as these shows provide him a platform to double and triple down on his racist and anti-Semitic comments, which only further harms the Jewish community and emboldens more people who believe in these ideas to act on their hate. A perfect example of this recently is a post that I saw online of a white supremacy group who had hung banners on a highway overpass in the United States saying, quote, Kanye was right, and hoping for people to go to their white supremacy website for more info. Unfortunately, in a recent interview with Piers Morgan for his YouTube channel, he decided to give Kanye an hour and 40 minutes to speak uncensored, I'm sure in hopes to get some good views. Obviously, this was a great idea because the video at this point of recording had over 1.2 million views. In this clip, Kanye looks pretty out of sorts. He also seems to be a little more manic than we've seen in any of his other interviews. Again, I'm not a doctor, nor do I suggest that this is any kind of medical opinion, but he appears to be a little abnormal compared to his previous interviews. Throughout the interview, there appears to be a drastic change with Kanye. In the start, he's much more hyper and off the wall, and about halfway through, he becomes a little more quiet, calm, and rational. We see Kanye often say one thing, and then halfway through the interview, says the complete opposite. As an example of this, in the beginning of the interview, he uses an unkind R-word in reference to people with developmental or mental health challenges. He uses this multiple times and defends its use. And then randomly later in the interview, he suggests that using that word earlier was wrong. We are going to go through some of the clips from this interview. Of course, it's an hour and 40 minutes, so we're only going to get to a few key ones, and then we'll discuss them as we go through them. In this first clip, we hear Kanye West speaking with Piers Morgan, and you can hear that he's just somewhat jumping from topic to topic irrationally. Every day I do five things that people have been historically killed for. Every day. And it's just, yo, I want to prove, first of all, I am Jew also. The 12 lost tribes of Hebrew. Do the math. 
Do your research on it. We have got our culture ripped from us and then told we were just simply void of color, which is another definition for black. But if we knew we were a culture and knew we were a people the way the Jewish people know, then we wouldn't abort ourselves. We wouldn't shoot each other dead in the streets and then rap about it. We wouldn't uh, brag about you know, having sex with each other's wives. We would keep our families together and we would do business together. One thing that really stood out to me in hearing this clip, my first thought, of course, was he's just all over the place. But when he's discussing the issues of Jewish people don't do this and do do that, I just honestly felt some serious jealousy here. And it's interesting because later on that comes up and we're going to hear it from later in the interview, this clip. I'm envious of the Jewish people. I'm envious of how they don't abort their children. I'm envious of how they don't shoot each other in the streets and then rap about it. I'm envious of how their their families stay together. I'm envious that they turn their phones off on Friday night and the family comes together. I'm envious of how they do the business together. And I want that for the darker Jews. I want that for the black people. So as I suspected earlier on in the interview, we heard him act in a very jealous way towards the Jewish community. The Jewish community, of course, has very many things to be proud of and the way that they act to one another, helping each other, understanding the morals and ethics of tzedakah and tikkun olam. There is definitely a lot to be envious of. The difference is, unfortunately, rather than just accepting and trying to emulate that, Kanye West is jealous and, of course, tries to belittle and put down and discriminate against the Jews for these things. In another clip, Kanye points out that often a lot of cultures do spend time helping one another. If it's Jews hiring Jews, Asians hiring Asians, and he reflects on his own businesses asking, how many black people do I employ and how can I improve that? It is a great thing. You can emulate that without taking on the identity of a Jew. However, the way that I have put these clips together are actually split up from the beginning when I said that he was a little off the wall versus the end when he was a little more rational and speaking clearly about some of these things. Here's a clip back in the beginning when he was a little bit irrational. Whenever Pierce Morgan would ask him something and try and interject or question his motives or his beliefs, Kanye would often throw a tantrum like a child while claiming to be a genius and speaking about the death of George Floyd. You can't tell me with your accent that me as an American Jew black person that I cannot question that death and question the means behind that not, was not, put on camera I'm, I'm not saying you to can't traumatize. I'm not fin la 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 means let me finish. Okay. I'm not finished talking. So we can't I cannot I uh, see because you distract my thoughts and then you try to make me look like a crazy person and you feel you have the right to cut me off. And I've proven you, you guys don't want it with me. This is like Terminator 20. You've never seen this before. Kanye just acts completely off the wall and jumps around from topic to topic. He seems manic in many ways. He can't keep a sentence or, or a thought in one place. And then he moves on to being asked about the tweet, which he wanted to clarify. So what did you mean by that? What, what was, here's your chance to clarify what you meant by DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Well, thank you for allowing me to say what I meant due to the fact that I was blocked by Jewish people <laughs> after I said that. So I wasn't actually allowed to say what I was about to say. Uh, but what I was going to say is... 
I was going to talk about all of the contracts, all of the misdealings that I dealt with as an entertainer. Being that I'm an entertainer, I've been wronged so many times by Jewish businessmen. And the reason why I say people, if a black man is caught in the car with drugs or a gun and there's three other black guys in the car with them, guess what? They're all going to jail. So the reason why I say people is I want those businessmen's wives and fathers, mothers, grandmothers and kids to ask them, why is Ye so mad at us? So in these clips, we hear that the apologists for Kanye claiming he really didn't mean all Jewish people was, in fact, his intention. He was blaming all Jewish people because in his analogy, it happens in his culture where one person is blamed for something and the whole group is punished. So therefore, he himself punishes the entire Jewish people for the actions of one. When questioned on this, Piers Morgan asks him if he feels that the one racism should equal the other racism, or if maybe he should realize that it was wrong to do exactly what he's calling someone else out for. That is as racist as anything you say you've been through and any pain that you've experienced. It's the same thing. Racism is racism. And you know that, I think, don't you? Yeah, obviously, that's why I said it. So you said it knowing it's racist? Yes. There is no more clear statement than that. A simple yes proves that, in fact, he was intending to be racist when he said it. Pierce Morgan, of course, asks him later if he regrets his decision to paint every Jew with a broad brush and, of course, tweet it to the world. And Kanye responded with this. Are you sorry you said that? No. I think it matters. You should be. Absolutely not. You should be. Absolutely not. Yeah, but yeah, you should be. Absolutely not. Sadly, in this podcast, I don't have time to show some of the more disgusting rationale behind Kanye's message. I've kind of had to sum it up in a sort of brief way. The last clip that I'm going to play, of course, shows the connection between anti-Semitism and anti-Israel hate when Kanye West decided to add Zionism to the mix just to fill out the whole anti-Semitic idea. What is, what is your relationship like with Kim, with your kids? Uh, uh, Kim has Zionist media handlers surrounding her all in and out her Hulu TV show, all in and out her, her family, all in, in or out the house that I created. It is very interesting here that he uses the word Zionist since he, of course, happily uses the anti-Semitic ideas of Jewish business people, Jewish managers constantly in his rants, yet for some reason chose to use the word Zionist here as if Israel has anything to do with his wife's views on television and what she's doing with her career. It only goes to prove the fact that Zionist and Jew are so easily intertwined by people who are anti-Semitic. Following this broadcast, I have very little sympathy for those who supported Kanye and went on television or their podcasts to defend him, claiming that it was all a big misunderstanding. I hope their words are used against him in the future, as being people who supported and defended a person who was making an anti-Semitic rant. Kanye shows us that he clearly meant what he said and continues to say, 
He has doubled and tripled down on his suggestion that he does in fact think it's fair to blame all Jewish people for the actions of some businessmen who may have happened to be Jewish that he feels have wronged him. He also admits that many of his feelings towards Jews is one of jealousy, and rather than rethinking his own business practices, charity, and way of life, he's decided to try and bring down the Jewish people who are doing so well for their own communities. This envy that Kanye has of the Jewish community that supports one another is probably one of the cornerstones of the Black Hebrew Israelite movement, the one we learned about on our last podcast. They want the elements that have helped the Jewish community survive and thrive despite the thousands of years of persecution and discrimination by hijacking Jewish history and Jewish culture. Unfortunately for them, I don't think that that will solve their problems. Just calling yourself a Jew is not going to fix the issues. When we come back, we will debunk the idea of the black Hebrew Israelites with a simple DNA test. We'll be right back on the Jewish Diaspora Report. In our previous segment and in our last podcast, we discussed the ideas espoused by the black Hebrew Israelite group, who claim that they are in fact the lost tribes of Judah, and that the Jewish people of today have somehow hijacked the real Jewish culture from the black community. Unsurprisingly, this theory does not hold up much to reality, or a $100 DNA test from a website. As many Jewish people today who have taken a DNA test know, there's a very clear marker in the DNA of Jewish people that identifies them as a Jew. Even though many Jewish communities were in the diaspora after the Babylonian and Roman exile, which led them to live around the world and outside of their ancient homeland, Jewish people from across the globe did not have the DNA that matched the peoples that were around them. Due to many factors including strong faith and rules about marrying fellow Jewish people and discrimination in the local communities, Jews tended to marry other Jewish people. One of the most strict forms of this was amongst the Jewish Kohenim, the high priests. These men were direct descendants of Aaron, Moses' brother, and the first high priests from the stories of the Bible. This distinction is passed through the father's side for generations. Due to their role in Jerusalem at the temple, while there was a temple, the Torah gave very specific requirements for these men. Aside from the rules to ensure their purity for the eventual third temple, there were also very strict rules on who a Kohen could not and can marry. Using this knowledge, researchers decided in 1997 to attempt to find a DNA link between these Kohanim from around the world. In their study called Why Chromosomes of Jewish Priests, published in the Journal of Nature, these researchers found that the Kohanim appeared to share a different probability distribution compared to the rest of the Jewish population for the two Y chromosome markers that they tested for. They also found that these probabilities appeared to be shared by both Ashkenazi and Sephardic Kohanim, pointing to a common Kohen population that's origins began before the Jewish diaspora, at the destruction of the Second Temple. In a subsequent study the next year, they found that there was a clear difference that was observable between Kohanim population and the general Jewish population. With many of the Kohen results clustered around a single pattern, they eventually named the Kohen modal haplotype. This study dated the origin of the shared DNA to approximately 3,000 years ago, with variants arising from different generation lengths. The latest study, on the other hand, have proposed coalescence estimates ranging between 3,200 and 2,500 years before present, which are in broad agreement with the progenitor who lived during the First Temple period. In simple English, what this suggests is that the Kohanim of today are related from 3,200 years ago, the time of the First Temple. A 2009 academic study examined more DNA markers in order to sharpen the resolution of these Kohanim genetic markers, 
thus separating both Ashkenazi and other Jewish Kohanim. The research found that 46% of Kohanim carry the Y chromosome belonging to a single paternal lineage that likely originated in the Near East well before dispersal of the Jewish groups in the diaspora. The study suggests, quote, these results support the hypothesis of a common origin of the Kohen DNA type in the Near East well before the dispersion of the Jewish people into separate communities and indicates that the majority of contemporary Jewish priests descend from a limited number of paternal lineages. From this DNA evidence, it is clear that the DNA of Jewish people, especially the Kohanim and their strict marriage laws, can be traced back thousands of years to ancient Israel. This is factual and DNA evidence that the Jewish people of today were the Jewish people from the time of the temple. The irony, of course, is that for generations, Jewish people were always persecuted and discriminated against because of their, quote, Jewish blood. Ironically, this new black Hebrew Israelite theory is now trying to even take our Jewish blood away from us. In the end, it is reprehensible that the media, which Kanye claims is biased and silencing him, is using a mentally distressed and clearly anti-Semitic Kanye to get ratings for themselves. This not only causes a great deal of harm to himself, but also puts the Jewish community at risk. His hate-filled anti-Semitic ideas stem from a misleading belief that fuels not only black supremacy within their similar thinking people, but have yet again emboldened white supremacy to arise. Let's hope that this will be the end of the media using Kanye West to spread hate for ratings for the sake of him, his family, and the Jewish community, who will no doubt feel the harm from his comments in the coming months. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other podcasts on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time.